the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. We're together each and every day from 3 to 5 Always good to be with you. We take issues of the day and talk about them from a Christian perspective. Hope that you're having a good day, maybe planning some things for the Labor Day weekend coming up. You ever say anything that gets you into trouble? I do that every day, so it's kind of a normal thing, and not just because of the radio. I do that, to, you know, church stuff, whatever it is, that happens. But I mean the type of thing where you say it, but people don't always tell you that you said something that bothered people, right? Maybe you start to sense it, that people are treating you weird, but nobody says anything, and you can feel the tension for some reason. You ever have that kind of experience? I was listening to an interview with a former NBA star, Enos Cantor Freedom, and uh, this is is what he said about uh, something that he went through, because he went on ESPN, and he went on some other shows making some political statements, particularly about uh, China, and he was against uh, the treatment of the Uyghurs and uh, some other human rights abuses. And the Chinese government canceled all streaming of the Boston Celtics, the team he played for, because he said those things. And uh, he's out of the NBA now. He thinks it's because of the statements that he's made about human rights around the world in different places. This was his uh, first experiment or first experience, though, with some of it while he was still playing. You know, I realized this for the first time. I remember I was playing for Boston Celtics and I was talking about China and I remember joining one of those uh, shows on Fox and I remember the next day I was getting dirty looks in a locker room and I just didn't understand why my teammates were giving me the dirty looks and I remember one of the coaches came up to me what was one of the assistant coach and he was whispering in my ear he was like hey man good job last night I was like what are you talking about he said we me and uh, my family watched you last night and you did a pretty good job I was like then why are you whispering he said well because I don't want to get canceled and I was just so confused. I'm, I told him, like, we are not in Iran. We are not in China. We are not in, you know, Russia. We are in America. You have, you know, freedom of expression, freedom of speech. They said, well, yeah, this is, it doesn't work like that here. And I was just very confused. That's the first time I learned that I'm like, okay, things are a little weird. Yeah, so things are definitely a little weird today. I think on, on issues like that for him, things are, when they said, you know, that's not how it works here. He's talking about internally within his team and within the NBA and the culture of that. We have cultures, you know, in our workplaces or in our home, churches, different places. There's a There's a culture with how you express things. And, you know, one of the things that I think we've got to be able to do is be more confident in stating the things that we believe in, especially when we're upholding the gospel or we're upholding things that are true. The number is 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. It's funny because as I was thinking about this and that sense that you get, and I've had that sense, and maybe you have too, and you could talk about it where maybe you, you found yourself in a situation where you said something that was true, or at least something you believed to be true, 
and you didn't realize it, but you stepped on something or you grabbed the third rail of your organization. You know, there's something that you did. Uh, I felt that a lot as a pastor, not usually because of something I said in a sermon, uh, but usually it's something that somebody didn't like about my leadership in something or a decision that I made about something. And I've gone into rooms where clearly everybody's upset with me. And if I know what that is, you know, then I you sense the tension, but you expect it, right? You go in and you're like, oh, okay. I made a decision once where we, we, we made some changes to music and other stuff that you have to do in church. And that's really hard because music means a lot. And I went to this large class, large Sunday school class to talk about it specifically. They knew I was in there to talk about it. And uh, there were 60 people maybe in this one class. It was a big group of people. And I sat up on stage and I said, here's a decision I made and uh, why I made it. And uh, are there any questions? Well, I knew there were tons of questions. Nobody said anything. They just... (laughs) They just looked at me and, uh, the, you know, they, and it's because they knew it was the right thing that I did. And, and, you know, later on, all of that came out and it worked fine, you know, but there was that kind of tension that was there. But, uh, I've also gone into rooms where clearly people are, there's some kind of tension and I start to sense it's about me, but I went whistling into the room, right? I had no idea that there was anything wrong. And then, you know, you walk in the room and then everybody's, uh, you know, all of a sudden they're just very silent. They're having a good time or there's conversation going. But then uh, you walk in and then everybody's just quiet. What's wrong with that? Well, you kind of notice, right, that uh, things aren't quite right there. Sometimes this happens and uh, it's because there's some kind of gossip or there's some kind of murmuring. It could happen at church or your workplace. It happens anywhere. Uh, And nobody says anything back to you. And it's hard to get people to tell you what's up if you don't know. I think it's because people expect that you know, and then when you don't, they just wonder what's wrong. And sometimes they think things that you didn't really even do. So I always found it uh, very amusing to have a conversation about something I did that I didn't actually do, and then people are mad at me for not being uh, for not talking about it. So how can I talk about it if I didn't know I did it, uh, or if I didn't actually do it? You know, I think there is a way to disagree with each other better to have those tough conversations. And I want to encourage you to do that about whatever it is. And we have a lot of things that are in the society today that we deal with as uh, in the culture, even as the church, where we have to represent Christ. I think there are things that are worth speaking out about in the public forum. There are things that probably aren't, uh, and there are certainly good ways and bad ways to do it. How do we do this better? 888-528-2557 is the number. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. I'm going to continue here with uh, Enos Kant Freedom. Uh, Freedom, Enos Cantor, I think is how you say his name. That's his name, Enos Cantor, but he changed his name to Freedom after he became an American citizen. He grew up in uh, Turkey, I believe, and then he became an American citizen a couple years ago, changed his name to Freedom. And uh, he's dealt with a lot of different causes. And so he was interviewed about that. And here's some of what he has experienced with this. What do you You think about the NBA's hypocrisy on China? You tried to draw attention to it. LeBron, Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, all these people who want to speak out about ills in America, they won't say a word about China. Mark Cuban, my buddy, as well. (laughs) I watch all the tweets. Yeah, best friends. (laughs) So the deal is with China is that he spoke out about what they're doing to the Uyghurs. The Uyghurs is a group of people. They're Muslim people in China, in Western China primarily, and they are put into forced labor, concentration camps, basically. It is a dramatic, a huge human rights abuse. 
And he spoke out about this. And he has spoken out about other uh, different groups of people who are persecuted around the world in different ways. And he really believes, particularly the China part, that uh, that this cost him his NBA career. It's a pretty good player, but uh, he's known really for this kind of thing. And he condemned Xi Jinping, the Chinese uh, leader, as a brutal dictator, he said. And he expressed his support for movements like Free Tibet and some other things. And the Chinese government, after he did that, stopped streaming all the Boston Celtics games. So it cost the Boston Celtics money. It cost the NBA money. And there's been a lot of controversy with uh, the NBA and uh, other companies that are based in that do a lot of work in China. Apple, for example, would be one of those companies. And he felt that this really hurt him. He continued in his interview. You know, it, it was so crazy because NBA was actually very supportive when I was talking about the, the problems that were happening in Turkey. Adam Silver, all the players, all the organizations. I talk about the, the, the problems that were happening in China one day. My phone was ringing once every hour. They said, do not say a word ever again. We're losing millions of dollars. They stopped streaming every Celtics game on the television in China and stuff. And I was like, well, that's another human rights issue. While we are talking right now, there's a genocide happening over there, and you want me to stop there talking about it. It was crazy because, I mean, look at our biggest sponsor, Nike. I mean, they talk about the Nike stands with Black Lives Matter, no Asian hate, LGBTQ community, Latino com- community in America. But everybody knows about the sweatshops and slave laborers. But they hypocrites, man. Five billion dollar business. It does come down to the money, doesn't it? A lot. It comes down to money in uh, when it's big corporations or when it has to do with other things that sometimes you can't speak the truth or you're limited from doing that. You're limited even from disagreeing if the principle of what you're doing is going to cost money. I think it's interesting that he talks about when he spoke out against evils in Turkey and evils other places, everybody NBA was with him. But the same evils from a com- from a country that's giving you a bunch of money and you're not allowed to talk about it, you even lose your job. This is a big problem. This is a big problem in our world today. And uh, I think we need to be better. I think that we need to be a lot better at uh, how we communicate. And I think that we need to continue speaking out, even though it's going to cost you. Have you ever spoken out about something and then you found out that it cost you? Maybe it cost you your job. Maybe it cost you just a friendship. Maybe it cost you, uh, you know, something that is maybe it cost you financially because you said something. You didn't get the promotion. You know what? I'm I'm getting to a lot. The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. That's the number. I think that when I, when I hear him talking about this and sort of the whispering that goes on, I wonder how much of that prevents us even from acknowledging our faith or acknowledging that we're a Christian. You know, do the people that you work with or the people that you go to school with, do they know that you go to church? if you do? Like, do they actually know that? And I asked that question because one time I had this job, I worked for uh, Circuit City. Remember that company? (laughs) Circuit City, uh, where service was state-of-the-art, and we wore a blazer like I got on now, right? And we had a name badge, and we were all, uh, for those of you watching on kkla.com, you can see the uh, fancy blazer I got on today. Anyway, um, we wore, you know, it was a nice place to go shop for a TV or whatever. And uh, we were well-trained. I mean, super well-trained in that job. And um, I worked there. I was a good salesperson, worked there for three years. And one time I asked to have Sunday mornings off because I was volunteering in the youth group at my church. And one of my coworkers, he says to me, he goes, huh, I never knew you went to church. And that stunned me, actually. 
I thought, how do you, I've been working here with you for almost three years. How do you not know that I go to church? And uh, this was, you know, I'm not a pastor at this point, which would also make it harder to uh, not be seen at church. But for some reason, I had thought that my testimony was pretty good, you know, that I was, uh, um, you know, not bad-mouthing the customers and not bad-mouthing each other and that I was fair at the sales and all the competition that goes on with that on the floor of a store like that. And, uh, you know, I thought I was representing Christ pretty well. I probably was. But I found it really interesting that somebody who was my friend that I saw every day had no idea that I went to church. He just had no idea. And uh, so I, after that, I started talking about church a lot. And uh, I brought him to church. I took him to a baseball game. You know, I started to get to know this guy a little bit. Um, and I, I really had to question that within myself. Was I uh, afraid to tell people that I was in church, like subconsciously somehow? Was it just something that I didn't talk about? I mean, I was volunteering with the youth group. I it, it wasn't a surprise to my manager that I asked for Sunday mornings off. So he somehow knew why that was. And it may be because he was the manager, right? And he has to give accommodations for that kind of thing. Um, 888-528-2557. Have you ever struggled to share something that's true or or faced some consequences because you shared your faith or you shared uh, something that was true, especially in the world of sticking up for somebody? 888-528-2557. Isaac in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Isaac, go ahead. Isaac? Hey, all right, Isaac, I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to try again here in just a second uh, We and uh, see if we can get your call on here. 888-528-2557. I think that this is something important for our, uh, super important for our country, of course. You know, it's troubling that, and I've mentioned this before. I was, in fact, I did a segment on this uh couple of days ago, just talking about how odd it is that we don't speak out the way we used to as a nation against the civil rights abuses in other places. Even the same things that we might, you know, deal with here um, in, uh, you know, in our country, we don't speak out against it over there, even though it's far worse. And we're talking about gay rights or things like that. We're here, you know, and get you in a lot of trouble if you uh, say, you know, I don't think boys should be in the girls' restroom. And I ah, have all these conversations about it. But in other countries where they'll kill you if you're transgender or gay and throw you off a building or whatever, we have backed away from condemning those kinds of things. Is it just money? Is it other things? And so we have a cultural problem with that. But I think as the as the church, as people who are believers, we have to realize that this is something that we're going to be called upon to do, that we have to be prepared to give a reason for the hope that we have. It's much greater than uh, any political angle you might have about some issue. It's about standing up for what is true spiritually. All right, I'm going to try uh, Isaac again. Isaac, are you there? Uh, Scott? Hi, Isaac. Go ahead. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello? Hi, Isaac. Can you hear me? All right, we might be having some trouble connecting there with Isaac. I'm going to try here with uh, Heidi in Costa Mesa. Heidi, can you hear me? Heidi, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. You know what? I think I think that the callers aren't hearing me. So uh, hang on a little bit, everybody. I see you on there, Isaac and Heidi and uh, other people calling in. Uh, just hold on a second. We'll see if we can get uh, that worked out. Um, I'm hearing you, though. 
So I can hear, uh, let me just uh, talk with uh, Wilbert here a little bit. I hear them. I can hear what they're doing. They're, they're driving or they're cooking breakfast or if they just got up or whatever they're, they're working on, you know, yeah. <laughs> Yelling at the kids, you know, those kinds of things. No, I'm kidding. Nobody, nobody, since I mentioned names, Isaac and Heidi, no one's yelling at the kids or even making breakfast. Everybody's doing fine with that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, so I know that you have stories and I know that there is this, this tension. And, you know, I kind of wonder about it because as, as a pastor and even now as a radio host, but I, I host the Pastor Scott Show, right? So it is something where you, you, are going to have a conversation about your faith as soon as somebody asks you what you do when you're a pastor. And I get funny responses from that. So, you know, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a pastor. And then some people are like, if they're Christian, they're like, oh, and then they've got, you know, it's a decent conversation. Other people are immediately nervous or they are immediately bothered by the fact that I'm a pastor. And some people start to tell me, you know, if they're not believers, and you don't need to be. If you ever meet me somewhere, don't don't hesitate at all. You know what? I love you. I love everybody to have the conversation. Um, some people tell me about all the relatives who go to church and, you know, all those kinds of things. Some people lay into me about something that uh, maybe a church or church person is doing. And, uh, you know, that's all right. And then other people just turn their back. I had a guy once at a wet, at a, uh, his birthday party, actually. Uh, but it was a fancy schmancy birthday party that somebody put on. And um, so fancy. Let me tell you how fancy this was. It was so fancy. The guy that I was sitting next to uh, flew in from Australia on his own plane just to go to the birthday party. And then he flew home. Like he didn't do anything else. I said, are you going to do anything else while you're in town? You know, listed all the touristy places to go. And he said, no, nope, just going home. Really, you just came here for this birthday party. That's a whole nother level of world that these people live in. Um, you know, we're, we talk about, you know, can we uh, spend an hour to go somewhere for a birthday party? He's just going to get on his plane and go. Uh, he, that guy, as soon as he found out I was a pastor, he turned his back. He literally turned his back to me at the table and never turned around the rest of the time. He just turned his back like this. And uh, so that happens sometimes. All right. But I'm curious about where we're at with that. Uh, if you're uh, on hold, I'll try to get to you here in just a second. And uh, we'll talk about that. This is the Pastor Scott Show. I think that it's um, crucially important that we get better at this and that we don't worry. I used to uh, do a lot of advice, often bad advice. But when I ran a young adult ministry, there was a lot of dating advice, right? And I used to tell guys most of the time, girls too sometimes, but mostly the guys that say, hey, ask her out. The worst thing that's going to happen is she's going to say no And then she's going to tell all of her friends and make fun of you. But uh, just do it because it'll hurt. It'll hurt your feelings. Um, But then you say, okay, and you just handle it in a mature way. And the truth is, is that most of the time she doesn't say no. And in fact, I'll tell you this. Most of the time, if people learn about your faith, most people, even people who aren't believers, they're not rude to you. They're not cruel to you. They're interested. They're interested in that part of you. Maybe they have some beliefs. So they're going to tell you that they're a Christian too, or I used to go to church, or my mom took me to church. They're, you're, you're going to engage into a, a authentic conversation about the things that are really the most important things. And if you find yourself with some fear, or you feel like you're going to take some loss because of things like this, you know, it's kind of the same thing. You just have to do it, and then you get used to it. And you realize, you know, it's up to the it's up to the Holy Spirit ultimately to convict and to guide those conversations. You're empowered to be present, to love people, and to be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have. And that hope is in Jesus. And you know, the hope that we have in Jesus is great. 
And, and I'll tell you something else about the hope in Jesus, even for people. And I know that a lot of you out there don't believe and uh, you're just kind of curious about things. But here's something super important. The hope that we have in Jesus is real. It's permanent. And I think that a lot of people, maybe some of you listening who don't know Jesus or you're not a Christian or you've had a bad time with the church or there's just some reason or you're just not sure about the resurrection. You're not sure there's a God. You're not sure that Jesus rose again from the grave. You're distracted by other things. I think that when people really hear the gospel, I think when they hear you know, Christianity, when you push away all the stuff that gets in the way, the politics and the arguing about different things, when you get down to the nitty gritty of what is a Christian and you talk about the resurrection of Jesus, did that happen or not? And you look at the scriptures and you look at the world through the lens of resurrection, because even the Bible itself says if Jesus didn't rise from the grave, then none of it matters. We should be pitied for our faith. But if he did rise from the grave, then it changes everything. It means it gives you a meaning. It gives you a purpose. It gives you everything you need. And one of the greatest things about Christianity is you don't earn it. You don't earn salvation. You don't have to do a whole bunch of good things to earn it. You are given salvation by grace. And that means that everybody comes to safe to, to faith and they come to salvation the same way by faith. And the idea that Jesus rose from the grave, that he came out of the grave, that means that death is defeated. You know, what I find is that people, even if they don't believe, they wish that were true. They might say, gosh, you know, I wish that were true. I wish that our fears about death and illness and sadness, I wish that they'd be taken away one day. I wish that I could live forever. I wish that there was a future where I would see my my loved ones. I wish that there was a future where I don't have to worry about sadness and grief and death and destruction and things that are just terrible and anxiety. I wish that were true. I think most people would say that. And what you need to know by that is people's hearts have something in them that the scriptures tell us, and I would believe as a Christian, that God put there as eternity, that we long for this. And a big part of the reason that we need to be able to share our faith and to speak out is because that longing is there. And you know what happens is a lot of people respond and some people say no. And there are some people who will treat you poorly or they'll tell you that they hate you because of me, Jesus said. Um, That's okay because you have eternity. Death has been defeated. Nobody ultimately can hurt you. If God is for you, who can be against you? Answer, nobody. Do you believe that? For Christians out there listening, that's my question for you right now. Do you believe that? Or do you just kind of hear it and academically ascend to it? But do you believe it? You know, we're supposed to believe in Jesus, but we're also supposed to believe Jesus, to believe his words. I hope that you do. I really hope that you do. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show. You can follow us online on your socials at Pastor Scott Show. You can watch us right now at kkla.com and uh, check on it. I'm going to take a break. The uh, number is 888-528-2557. Also, if we're having some trouble with the phones, you can email me right now at pastorscott at kkla.com, pastorscott at kkla.com. We also have a, a text line you can text me. You find that some of you have discovered this on the website. We don't promote it that often, but that number is 213-537-3812, 213-537-3812. You can text that number. We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. Good to be with you today. And uh, if you're on hold, just stay on hold for a little bit working on the phones. You can email me at pastorscott at kkla.com. Pastor Scott at KKLA.com. And uh, you can send me a text, by the way. And the text number is 213-537-3812. If you're ever listening on the podcast or not live during our show, that number is always there, 213-537-3812. And uh, you can check it out there. We were talking about sharing our faith and uh, being brave to do that, the, the hope that we have. And, you know, I think something that we struggle with, and we we're talking about the idea that sometimes things are, are you know, we have some fears with that. And that was one of the things that I asked you about is, uh, do you have fears? And I know a lot of you have called in and you've, some of you have had, uh, I can see on the little text, they give me a little idea of what you might talk about. And uh, somebody is saying that they got terminated for speaking out at some place, uh, spoke out to employees and it didn't go well. Uh, I hope we get to hear, you know, kind of what happened there. Sometimes, um, you know, when it goes well, it depends on what it is. Did you did it not go well because you did a lousy job saying it, or did it not go well because it just wasn't what everybody wanted to hear? You know, sometimes I think that uh, things don't go well because people reject what we have to say, even when it's true. But that's also okay. You know, we are accountable to God. If you're going to fear somebody, fear God. All right, 888-528-2557 is the number. I'm going to see if the phones work here. Isaac in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott. Uh, Isaac, thanks for holding so long. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Do you remember me? Uh, let's see. Are you the YouTube dancer, Isaac? Yeah. yeah All right, I, I remember you. Okay, so you have got a, you do have a story here. Uh, why don't you explain that for everybody who doesn't know? Oh, okay. Is that well, why you called? Um, you you talk to me about what you called about. If it's something else, it's this that and a couple other things. I won't take too long. But uh, the first thing is I auditioned for a commercial back in December of last year, and uh, for um, uh, H H A C Health. I got the part. Went for wardrobe fitting. I tried on all the clothes. Everything was great. I was about to go. Then the director said, "Hey, you should try on the tutu," and I thought he was joking. He said, no, I'm serious. I said, uh, no. He said, well, are you going to wear it? I said, no. So he said, well, I'm going to have to replace you. So I got home, and my agent called me. said, look, it's just a scene with you playing with your granddaughter. You're wearing a tutu. I said, let me tell you something. I said, I'd rather die and go home and be with Jesus than to do that. <laughs> so wait, you so, you were auditioning for a commercial. I got the part. I got. I signed, I signed the contract. Yeah. I had the part. And, but during the, when I refused to wear a tutu, they terminated me from the commercial. My agent was not too happy. So when the, my agent saw the video that I did, uh, as you know, I went. I was invited to do some dancing with two other senior citizen men. And I got there, and they tricked us. They brought out some drag queens for us to dance with. And um, the Holy Spirit had told me, I know you're going to quit, but don't quit until I tell you to quit. So when they got ready to do the dancing, the Holy Spirit said, now you can quit. And I said, no, 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 I can't do this. I'm a man of God. Yeah. And, um, yeah. They got very upset at me. My agent uh, terminated me. He saw the commercial. He terminated me because uh, uh, I refused to dress like a, a woman. Yeah, Isaac, uh, good for you, though, to stand up for your faith. And I have seen the video. In fact, I'll post it on our uh, our social media if people want to find it. You can find us at, at Pastor Scott. 
uh, on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter. We'll post that later on today at Pastor Scott Show. It's at Pastor Scott Show is what it is. I don't know who pa- – don't do at Pastor Scott. I don't know who that guy is, but at Pastor Scott Show. That's where you want to go. Just look for Grandpa Isaac. Grandpa, Grandpa Isaac. Isaac, all right, on the on the YouTube machine. Well, you know what? I'm sorry that happened to you, but uh, you know what? You got to stand up for what you believe in and what is right. And uh, what they tried to do with you was not kind. And uh, you said you said some kind things, though. You wanted to pray for them, and you just couldn't do that. And I appreciate that. You know, I have a one man player. I say this, and I let you go. It's on YouTube. It's called Heaven Can't Wait No More. Not no more. No more. It's very bold. It's on YouTube. It's about an hour, and it's about the last days. It's like a Broadway type musical. I wrote it and I perform it, and people come and they see it. They said, you know, this is incredible. This should be on Broadway. <laughs> but by the same token, some people get mad at me for speaking out against the things that I speak out against. But uh, children love it. Yeah, really we're we're definitely in a time where people uh, aren't too kind about it. So uh, your grandpa, your grandpa Isaac, that's how people can find you. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll check it out. We'll post something later. Isaac, thanks for calling and listening to the Pastor Scott Show. He's our uh, our YouTube star who went viral for some things. 888-528-2557. Uh, Heidi in Costa Mesa, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Hi, Heidi. Thanks for holding on so long. Appreciate it. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. And I really love your show. I'm a, I'm a newcomer to your show, and, and I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Have you called before? No, I have not. Oh, wait, we're going to give you the music then. See, there's a new caller fanfare right there. So thanks for calling, Heidi. You're welcome. Uh, That was great. Okay, so I took a job as a caregiver, and then they asked me to move in, and I had a cat and a dog. She had kittens there. The other gal that worked the other times was stealing from me and doing it for a period of months and months. And it took me a while to notice because it changed seasons, so I had my winter clothes um, that I was wearing and my summer clothes were packed and in the garage and, and, and when I went to wear them they weren't, it wasn't, they weren't all there and comforters and license plate covers and you name it was missing out of my things and I kept thinking I must be crazy, I must be crazy my gas can, you know just I couldn't remember everything but then I started watching and you know paying attention and monitoring my things mm-hmm. and then she started wearing them and she gave them when pair of socks I just bought for Christmas to my, my uh, client and she doesn't wear knee highs, but she had them. And I said, how'd you get these? And, and it was, it was just killing me. I mean, it was so much to take all the time. Yeah. My things were getting, broken. so what happened? So I, I've been telling the other gal, the manager about it. And she says, Oh, that's so, so weird. And so weird. And, and I said, yeah. And I, what am I going to do? You know? So she said, I told her not to do that. And I'm like, okay, but it kept happening. So then I realized that they didn't believe me. It came out that they didn't even believe me that right. this was happening. So I was really nervous, wreck, and I finally just said, I can't do this anymore at Christmas. Before Christmas, I said, I can't do this. I can't play nice anymore to someone who's stealing from me. My things will be completely gone. And um, it hurt really bad. My shoes, you name it. Yeah. So all my clothes. So, so when I found that out, it scared me, and I said, I have to not work here anymore or something, and I'm not sure what I'm going to, we need to talk, and they said, well, you're fired, and you can't work here anymore, but you can stay another month, and I'm like, no, no, I want to get out of here, right. and I have to try and keep my job, because I love you guys, you're my family, you know, but I didn't even get a chance to say this, and they just fired me at Christmas, and I didn't have another shift, so and they got another you didn't have a chance to confront uh, everybody, or did you? Well, I... I tried to tell them and they didn't believe me. So 
the girl wore my shirt and then she covered herself up when I came out of my room. I mean, I knew she knew what she was doing and she knew they didn't believe yeah. me. So she kept doing it to, to make me upset and well, react, which yeah. I did. So I told the one manager, I said, uh, I said, uh, what was I going to say that? Oh, she said, well, she, God would have told her if this girl was doing it because she just can't believe so anyone would do that to me. Especially yeah, well, so those I'm things like, yeah. those things happen quite a lot. I'm I'm glad that you're you're out of there though. Uh, that's not a good environment, obviously. My dog got by a car as a result of me running out the door a few days later mm. because, you know, I said something to one of the gals. Yeah. who liked well, something I'm about sorry. it. It was a big ordeal, and so I'm still kind of trying to grieve that. But when she said God would tell me it was happening if it was, I thought, wait a minute. Yeah, no, <laughs> that should have been. Heidi, appreciate yeah. your call and for listening to the Pastor Scott show. They should have uh, they should have investigated that. Is what they should have done, and uh, really gone a little farther. You know, people have stuff stolen from them all the time at work, right? Do you work somewhere where people are stealing your lunch or stealing stuff, uh, your actual things? This happens, uh, you know, or different places than you're in, and it happens all the time. Uh, it happens at churches. You know, people come by and grab stuff. I had a guy one time who. The church ended up missing like ink cartridges for printers in the office and people's lunches were disappearing and food disappearing for events and other stuff in the refrigerator in the kitchen. And uh, so, you know, I tried to figure out who this was and I finally figured out who it was. And it was a guy who was at church, who was a super nice guy, loved Jesus. Uh, he was he was much older, retired guy, and it turned out he was hungry. And uh, so that's why he was eating food and stuff. And so I, I met with him and uh, tried to figure out what the situation was. And he was telling me about Social Security and and, and different things. And, but then I found out he had uh, – he was living in a home that was a million dollars, you know, and he owned it. Like he didn't have a mortgage, just had to pay the taxes. And I uh, helped him get a reverse mortgage, and he was not hungry. And the uh, people stopped losing their sandwiches after that. You never know. You got to kind of figure out what in the world is uh, is going on out there. All right, we were talking about sharing your faith and being bold about things and realizing that sometimes people whisper and uh, say stuff, you know, at your workplace or other stuff. And sometimes it's because you stood up for something that is true. Have you had that experience where maybe you took a little loss because you spoke up for something true? Or maybe you spoke up uh, about something that you knew was right, something about your faith, and you had a great experience because of that. Because that's, I think, the other side of it is, is there are things that hang in the balance of us speaking the truth when we have that opportunity. You know, there are, there are times when it's just not the correct, you know, place socially to insert yourself with something, right? Um, but those times come to us where it's exactly the right time to share our faith or to speak the truth about some other issue that may not be you know, specific to your faith, but it's about truth or about taking care of people or an issue uh, that matters to, to people. And what hangs in the balance of us having the courage to speak up when it's our time is actually the, the safety and well-being and even spiritual future of other people that when we shrink back, when we are afraid, when we are nervous about it, when we're worried about how we might be treated, what hangs in the balance of that is sometimes other people's salvation or other people's um, rescue of other things. So just think that, think about that when you get to a place where you realize that you've got to speak out, you've got to speak the truth about something. Um, there's something greater that hangs in the balance. And when you realize that, for me, that's what helps me get over it, that when I know I need to speak out about my faith or about something in society that just needs to be addressed, there are bad ways to do it, of course. You can be rude and obnoxious. You don't want to do that, but you can do it in a correct way. What hangs in the balance 
is some people are going to listen and their life will be changed for the better. And some people receive Christ and they go to heaven. I mean, it's it's pretty big. All right, we're going to take a break. This is Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Do you have plans for uh, Labor Day weekend? Is uh, gas prices getting in your way or something else? We'll talk about that as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. If you are hitting the road this holiday weekend, expect to pay a bit more at the pump. Gas prices are hovering around Historic highs for this time of year at 3.83 a gallon. That's according to AAA's latest figures. And a CNN review of federal data shows that for the week leading up to Labor Day, the record high was set in 2012 at 3.84 a gallon. That is a report uh, about the uh, prices of gas. Whenever I hear those, you know, the national news, they talk about the terrible gas prices. It's up to $3.83 a gallon. You know, I think... Immediately, I'm like, that sounds great. I'd love to only pay $3.83 a gallon. But what that is, is it's the the national average. So if you go to a state where they're not taxing you like crazy, like this one, um, and uh, some other states where they do that, you get uh, cheaper gas. But that's still pretty high for you, right? So wherever you're at, it does increase the percentage that you're putting in your tank. Has it affected your vacation plans, Labor Day coming up? Do you do anything for Labor Day weekend? Do you go anywhere? Um, as the gas prices that have gone up now, again, they're still not as high as they were. I question the uh, highest ever. Maybe it's the highest for Labor Day because I think it was maybe a year ago, June, that we were paying $6 and change and maybe up to 7 if you went to the wrong gas station like I did one time. Uh, that was crazy. And I noticed it the other day because I had to get gas. I was very out of gas, and I actually maxed it out. The pump, right? It only lets you have a certain amount of gallons. It protects from credit card, you know, theft and other things to to cut it off. But I remember when the gas prices started to skyrocket last year, all of a sudden I'd be pumping gas and it was shut off and I have three quarters of a tank and it's because it would only let me spend a hundred bucks or something. And uh, this happened to me again. So I became alerted to the fact that gas prices are are very high again. I don't usually look. I probably should look more, right? But uh, I, I typically don't uh, look that much. Uh, Labor Day, you're going anywhere? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show, and I do hope that you have some kind of plans. Maybe the plan is even just to relax a little bit this weekend, and uh, that might be what our plans are. Labor Day, you know, it's it's worth paying attention to. It's a celebration of work. You know, there's a whole lot that goes into what that holiday is. But, you know, work is something that's good. I don't know if you think of it that way. You may hate your job and you might hate the work that you got to do. And we've all been there before. But, you know, the idea actually of work, biblically speaking, is something that will always be with us. And I think in in eternity, we're going to have a job. There's going to be something that we're going to do. The reason I think that is because Adam and Eve in the garden before the fall they had work to do. They had to tend the garden. They had to do things. And it was good, though. It wasn't painful. It wasn't something that they would hate. It was something that they would love. And if you have the type of job right now that you love, you know, like I I have, you know, it's work, but you enjoy it, right? And you might have a type of job that you don't particularly like, 
and maybe you're going to try to get into another profession or another job at some point, or maybe the work that you really like doesn't really pay, so you have to have some other job to uh, make ends meet, and you know, a job is a job. Part of the curse, though, is the pain in work. You know, that work will be toil, and it will be hard, and it will be something that you have to do. But Labor Day, it's an idea to to remember that there's a good thing about work, uh, that there is uh, wisdom to a person who works because they get a fulfilled life. And this, I think, is something that we need to make sure we understand, because in the era that we live in, where there is a homeless crisis, where there is a crisis of a whole lot of different things, work is actually something that gives a person value and dignity, right? That when we require work, when people actually are doing things, even if they hate it, work is a pretty good deal because it, it's better for you. The book of Proverbs tells us this in Proverbs chapter 6. It says, Go to the ant, you sluggard, consider its ways, and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. Uh, Work is something that when you do it, when you're faithful with it, it is a benefit to you psychologically, spiritually, physically. It doesn't always mean getting paid. You know, some of you listening, you are your homemakers or you don't have a job necessarily, or maybe you're retired, but there's something that you do that gives you a lot of value. There's something that you do. In fact, and if, if you're struggling with that, if you're in a place where you're like, I'm just bored, you know, maybe you don't have to work. Maybe you're retired. Maybe you maybe you won the lottery. Maybe there's something that happened to you and you're just it's kind of sitting around. You got to do something. It affects your psyche. And I believe, I truly believe that part of the solution that we have to work into the homeless crisis that we have and uh, just a point of view that we have in a lot of ways in our society is that work is good, that work is good for you, that doing work uh, and accomplishing something every day is healthy that it is mentally healthy, that it is something that also gives you value. It is something that makes you feel good about yourself. I think that's biblical. It's right. It's human. And any, any, anything that we do as a society or even just to ourselves that is not including work of some kind or something to be diligent at, and I'm sensitive that you know some of you, maybe you have a disability. There's things that are, it makes it more complicated, right? But there's something that is a really good thing. What do you think? 888-528-2557. Donna in Orange, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes. Hi. Good afternoon. How hi, are Donna. you doing? I'm good. How are you? Okay. I'm doing okay. Better than good. Thank you. That's good. Um, well, money's a little tight right now, but I decided to treat myself to um, a couple of museums. In Riverside, there's the Cheech Museum. And the, the Teach the Museum, is, like teacher? The, no, like Cheech. Like uh, Cheech like and Chong? Chong. Oh. Well, what are you going to do <laughs> there, Donna? <laughs> I'm afraid he to ask. What, you know, what are they selling the gift money. shop there? Be careful of the gummies they sell in that place. He owns one of the, he owns one of the largest art collections in the U.S. Cheech Marin? And yes, he does. No kidding. I did not know that. Yes, this. he does. And... Um, the the same ticket gets you into the Riverside Art Museum. Okay, all right. So it's a twofer. So you're going to do so that this weekend. 
uh, I'm gonna. Well, they're gonna be closed on Monday. Yeah. But I'm going right after that. I'm gonna avoid the crowds and and hit some better weather uh, out there. Yeah. But uh, it's a great, it's a fabulous exhibit, and it's their first anniversary, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's only it's only uh, eleven bucks for seniors. Yeah. Uh, kids are free under thirteen. Okay. And it's good. That sounds like a good. Uh, a good thing to do this weekend, Donna. And, uh, you know, I would definitely read the uh, ingredient label on anything you buy at the <laughs> gift store. The Cheech no, Museum. No, I'm going to buy a T-shirt. Yeah, okay. I'm going to buy a T-shirt. Yeah. All right, Donna, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. Benjamin in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Um, hello. Hi, Benjamin. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing fine. How old are you, Benjamin? I am 12. 12 years old. All right. What's on your mind, Benjamin? Do you have a job yet? Um, Are you uh, bringing home the bacon? Uh, not yet. Okay. All right. What's on your mind? Um, um, I'm thinking about um, the high gas prices. Yeah. Yeah. And you noticed that at like... 12. I remember what gas prices were when I was 12. I paid attention to that. Yeah. Yeah. So what does I, it mean I... for you? You're not driving yet, right? No, not yet. Yeah, so what but what what do you think about that? I just think I, I just don't like it. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'll say. Well, does it worry you about uh, the future or about your family or something like that? No, it's just I'm kind of curious about it because, like, I just don't know. why. I mean, I know there's, like, um, what is it called? I forgot. There's taxes and there's oil prices um, that we pay. There's a there's a whole lot yeah. that goes into gas prices. You know, uh, yeah. Benjamin, when I was a kid, uh, we actually had to wait in line all day at one point uh, for for gas. You know, long lines, like two hours, just to get gas. And there were all kinds of crises going on with with gas and energy and other stuff. Uh, and you know, I would encourage you. It worried me, you know, as a kid. I paid attention, but something I'll tell you is that. There's always ups and downs into the world and the prices of things, and you have to make the best of it, and you take a look at the future, and you say, you know what, I'm going to make good, wise decisions in my life so that when things are hard, I'm ready to, I'm able to weather the storm, and when things are good, I don't take it for granted. Uh, You know what I mean by that? Yes, I do. So, you know, that's something to think about is to watch the prices of things and recognize that it affects people in real life. And then later when you get a job and you're saving money, don't get into debt and put your money in the bank and be prepared for gas prices to get really high and gas prices to get really low. And then you'll be fine no matter what happens. Yeah. I, I'm almost out of time here, Benjamin. Thanks okay. for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Appreciate it very, very much. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back with Hour 2 in just a moment. You can follow us on social media at Pastor Scott Show, and you can watch us right now on kkla.com. You can get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Look for Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Thursday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.